George Martin, Carlism Debunked, the one and only. Welcome to the Ramsden podcast. Hey, thanks for having me on, David. It's going to be a fun chat today, I'm sure. Yeah, it's good to have you here, mate. For those who don't have a clue what I've just said, <laughs> Carlism Debunked, what are you talking about? What What am I talking about? What, what do you do, man? It's your YouTube channel, right? What's it about? Give people a bit of a flavor for, for who, who they're listening to right now. Yeah, sure. So um, I have a platform, uh, Carnes and Debunked. It's the name of my website and also my YouTube channel, Instagram page as well. Um, so it's just about sort of um, debunking the arguments against veganism. And I talk about intra-vegan issues as well. So, you know, issues that specifically go on in the animal rights movement and stuff like that. Right, right. So you're, you're, uh, you're making some sense of the, the, the dramas that go on and some of the hypocrisies, which we're going to get into today, a big one actually today, a big hypocrisy you just called out, which, which you know, if you called this out in 2020, I think you would probably not have a YouTube channel <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yeah, it, it's crazy. And you, you've hit yeah. the nail on the head and it just shows, well, I mean, I, I think we can get into those points oh, later yeah. about why exactly that is. But I think that's significant. The fact that this isn't really getting me cancelled now, but it was back right. It would have done back in 2020. I think there's a significant underlying thing there that we can go into later for sure. Totally. Oh, totally. There's some hypocrisy being being going on here, and it has been going on for some years actually since the whole um, George Floyd incident. That was horrendous. Obviously, we all we all acknowledge it was horrendous, but there was hypocrisy going on then, and there's still some now. And uh, you made a video, and that's what I want to get into today. So in this video, your take home message was. Why is the animal rights movement getting heavily criticized, or at least one specific organization getting so heavily criticized, but th these human rights ones never do from these supposed activists who care about all of it? There was a, someone who's well known in that circle in the animal rights movement. They did a video condemning a specific animal rights organization, and I pointed out a hypocrisy there that I'm seeing in the wake of his video. You know, it's not just him. It's like a whole crowd of people in the vegan movement. And they're being totally silent about it, David. They aren't saying a single thing about it. And nor are people, nor are some of the people they, you know, bullied and stuff into, you know, during the period of this sort of incident while it was happening. A lot of people just seem to be scared to speak out about this. Mm. Um, so that's where I have to come in because I don't give a shit. I'm, I'm just going to say what this blatant hypocrisy is. Right. And it's, and it's, let's, let, let's, let's just, you know, make it clear for anyone who's not sure we're talking about woke, right? We're talking about the woke because Ooh. for those who don't know about the vegan world, somebody's watching this is not a vegan. They seem to think that vegans are the woke, but they don't understand that even in the vegan world, there are, there are woke <laughs> problems here too. And these, that's these people, these people that are bullying and, and and shaming and going after certain individuals, but completely ignoring other issues. I mean, that's like a, a hallmark of what it means to be a woke person, isn't it? Um, being outraged about one specific thing and ignoring everything else because it doesn't fit your narrative. That is literally the hallmark of, of wokeism. Oh, right? yeah. They're the most inconsistent <laughs> people in the entire world. They are. And, and this, what we're going to discuss today, I think is one of the biggest inconsistencies possibly that that has happened so far in the animal rights movement and it's the fact that people just aren't touching this subject i just find i was gonna say hilarious but actually it isn't really hilarious it's pretty sad actually that yeah. this isn't being spoken about more so thank you for doing a podcast on this no sure so let, let's stop let's stop i was gonna say stop dick teasing people but i don't know if that's, yeah. <laughs> that's the right <laughs> oh my god i couldn't think of a better way of putting it yeah. let's just get in then so what what what's this criticism let's break it down go for right it. yeah now this could be a slightly long-winded story so i don't want to make it too long-winded but what i'll say is there's a group in the animal rights movement called anonymous for the voiceless and they are being heavily scrutinized at the moment for their lack of financial transparency so they've only just submitted these financial reports as a non-profit organization that were due i think in 2020 right so Just to accept, pause you for a second. So this Anonymous for the Voiceless Animal Rights Organizations, they do like street activism, stuff like that. People who don't know like what you know, animal rights, blah, blah, blah. They're, one of, they're like an organization that does activism, basically, um, for animals, like vegan, vegan, pro-vegan stuff, right? And they released their financial statements. So I just wanted to clarify that for anyone who's not sure. Yes, yes. And they're a vegan non-profit organization, but they're being scrutinized at the moment by the sort of 
by many people in the in the animal rights movement, not just the woke mob, which in from within, which we'll refer to as like the intersectionals. So intersectional vegans are the vegans who believe that veganism is like this far left human rights movement as much as it is an animal rights movement, which obviously David and I do not agree with them on. So just trying to put that out there for people watching this who are unfamiliar with this these kind of intra-vegan issues. I mean, that, that takes a whole fucking podcast in itself to oh, explain what they God. are. So I, I, I want to quickly just elaborate on that one little bit. So like an intersectional vegan or, or they, so George summarized it well, but you summarized it well, but also just to, just to clarify, they, they see human rights issues uh, as like completely intertwined with animal rights issues. And they see it all on like a, they actually... Actually, no, I was going to say they see it all on a plane, um, but they don't. They actually usually hold that human rights problems as, as uh, higher up on the scale, which a lot, of people, a lot of people would intuitively agree with. The reason that people usually believe that human rights is more important is because they think animals are worth less, right? Mm -hmm. These people are claiming they don't think that, but then they do act like that, right? Yeah. Uh, and there's nothing inherently wrong with working for human rights necessarily if you if you are also not harming animals. But the problem with these people is that, yeah, they, they try to make it all, like it's all one big thing. It's all together and it's all intertwined. And, and that's where the hypocrisy is going to come in, basically, right? From, from your side. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this, is you, this is what you're calling out. Uh, uh, and to continue, um, basically, Anonymous for the Voiceless, obviously they label themselves as a non-profit org, but a lot of vegans right now are kind of up in arms because... Looking at the details of this financial report, it would appear that perhaps the directors of AV are paying themselves quite a lucrative salary for a supposedly non-profit organisation. And this is where the people even trust them on this or not. This is just what they've declared on the forms, the long, long overdue forms. Um, but I'm not here to make to give my opinion on the financial transparency or whatever of AV. People are fine to make their own minds up about that if you think that these financial reports are dodgy that av have just submitted that's up to you this is the problem though that uh, i spoke about in a recent video um it recently came to light that black lives matter who haven't had anywhere near the same level of scrutiny as anonymous for the voiceless have for their financial dealings over the past few years it recently turned out uh, came out that they have spent $6 million on a mansion for their founders, complete with a swimming pool, you know, because you totally need that for, you know, racial justice activism, right? A mansion Obviously. with a swimming pool always always helps, doesn't it? Of course. Um, it, yeah. And, um, yeah, and on top of that, it turns out, now remember, this is the, the, the woke mob within the vegan movement who's claimed they're against all forms of oppression. It also came out that they recently bailed out a, an anti-Semite attempted murderer by the name of Quintez Brown. So for anyone who's not aware of the news story in the US, and surprise, surprise, it doesn't seem to be a massive news story. Oh, I wonder why that is. <laughs> um, a Jewish mayoral candidate by the name of Craig Greenberg. He was running for mayor. And um, a BLM activist called Quintez Brown attempted to murder him. And this Quintez Brown is a member of several like, anti-Semitic groups. And BLM raised a hundred grand to bail him out. And there has just this has just been met with a wall of silence from the woke mob within the vegan movement, who in 2020 bullied much of the animal rights movement into speaking up for or donating to BLM. This is where vegans' money has gone. So any vegan who felt bullied, intimidated into donating to BLM in the hysteria that happened in 2020, their money has gone towards mansions and to bailing out anti-Semites. And the people who did this bullying, this intimidation tactics, they aren't apologising. They aren't saying shit about it. They're condemning AV because the directors pay themselves a few hundred grand in Australian dollars a year, mm. allegedly, whatever it is. They haven't condemned BLM for the mansion, the $6 million mansion. AV is making nowhere near the money that BLM has made, right? They're condemning AV yeah. because they make, I think they got donations of like 1.5 million a year or something. BLM made 90 million or something in 2020 and that's just like the, that's just what we know i'm sure they'll have made way more than that 
Um, so this is just, and you know what's also bad, David, is the people who got conned into donating to them and the vegans who felt intimidated into speaking up for them at threat of social ostracization, they're saying fuck all as well. They're not saying, intersectionals, why aren't you saying anything about this? Oh, you know, do, do you not think this is bad what you did? Mm. People are still remaining silent about, about this because they're scared to speak up about it. Yeah. You know? And that's yeah, totally. why I'm glad you've got me on today because I am, yeah. am going to speak up about this. What I find with, with this kind of intersectional world, let's say, I mean, I, I think the worst of them are the ones you're talking about here. I call them ideologues. I, 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 mm. cause I think I, I make a distinction between intersectionals and intersectional ideologues. I think there are some good people that would consider themselves intersectional that are like not doing this, but there are mm. the loudest, you know, but for the sake of like, saying ideologue over and over again is, is tiresome. So when I say intersectional, I mean that, okay, for anyone wondering. Um, but what tends to happen with these people, these woke, woke is a better term for me, but I suppose, yeah, whatever. They they tr spend so much time uh, attack, trying to, let's say, get vegans and animal rights activists to to um, consider humans, right? They, they find, they really, really push you. They, they shame you. They try to cancel you because you're not whatever diverse enough for them you're not you're not uh, brown enough for them like if you're like you or i we're, we're just not brown enough basically you need to be more you know you can't be so white right they tell us all mm -hmm. this stuff and they're trying hard and hard to push us to the human rights side yeah um but the criticism firmly remains on animal rights it, it's like yeah. it's completely one-sided yeah. and this is where it comes up um so if you know they would have a good argument if if they equally criticized and raised um, if they if they criticized and raised both animal rights and human rights equally, I might not have a problem with with every intersectional. Like if they said to you like George, you need to do this because it's like you know I think this is bad what you're doing. But then they also gave the same scrutiny to a human rights activist about animals. If they criticized AV and then the same breath criticized BLM, I don't think I'd have a problem. I'd be like, mm. you know what? They're consistent. This is actually this might be good. Like this yeah. might actually be. A good, I wouldn't Hashtag like it. consistent anti-oppression, right, David? Right, right. Because if we, if if I, if I was getting criticised, but they were also criticised in the human rights, I'd be like, well, mm. I mean, at least look, I I'd have to take it, you know. Right. But they don't. I mean, yeah. I mean, what are these people going to stand for anti-Semitism in Black Lives Matter? They're just going to let that slide. Are they going to stand for six million dollars of donations being spent on a mansion with a swimming pool? I mean, this is champagne socialism at its finest, and it's anti-Semitism at its finest. Anti-Semitism is rearing its ugly head inside the animal rights movement, and people aren't even speaking about it. Holy shit. Could you imagine if a right-wing group did this, David? Could you imagine <laughs> if a right-wing group bailed out a white supremacist for 100K because he tried no. to assassinate a Jewish mayoral candidate? Can you imagine, imagine if Proud that. Boys did that or the EDL? Could you imagine if one of those groups did that? David, it'll be I mental. Wonder... Right, be mental, yeah. Right. Every, every single intersectional would have it all over their Instagrams, all over their YouTube, all over their Instagram. All I'm over. Not, my God, if Paul and Asal, those are the directors of Anonymous for the Voices, by the way, if they splashed out six million <laughs> on a mansion <laughs> in Australia, Lord have mercy. But, you know the, the the scrutiny for these two, Paul and Asal, the co-founders of Anonymous for the Voiceless, in in comparison to to what BLM did. I mean, six million on a mansion, or and people are scrutinizing them because they spent a bit of money on travel, and it's like this is pocket money in comparison to to what you've just talked about, like dropping six million on a mansion, dropping a hundred k to bail someone out. Think about so so the co-founders of, of Anonymous for the Voiceless paid themselves less than a hundred k USD each for a year salary blm dropped 100k in one go bailing out an attempted murderer <laughs> where's where's the outrage how is this outrage balanced you know uh, yeah. there's no outrage on one side and there's full outrage on on the anonymous for the voiceless side and and you know what's significant david i did this video calling this out when was it a week ago now yeah how many how many people have you seen actually come out to counter my video or counter any of the points <laughs> I've made? Though? This is another part of the problem that, that we're getting at here is that the, the, these woke people, these intersectionals, these wokies, whatever you want to call them, they're so entrenched in their own views that they will not even watch 
anything that that potentially could challenge that narrative. And I'm guilty of that too. For example, if an anti-vegan makes a video, I'm not going to want to watch it, right? Because they're, they're my opposite and they're probably going to say some mean shit about, about me and about vegans. So yeah, okay, fair enough. But if somebody on my own fucking side makes a video, I mean, what's the excuse here? Like, they're vegan, you're vegan, you're both pro-animal rights, one's criticizing. Shouldn't, shouldn't, you, shouldn't you be watching these things, right? Even if you don't like the person making it. I watch... Mm -hmm. This person who we're talking about here, we've not name dropped yet. I watch his videos, even though I don't tend to agree with a lot of what he says, because I feel like, well, you know, if I don't watch it, I'm just as bad as him. <laughs> I'm just as bad as these ones who don't watch, you know, you or, or whatever. Right. I think it's important to see some things you might disagree with is what I'm trying to say. Oh yeah, and it, you know, and we, we can name him now, right? The the cranky vegan is the guy who who did the the video, and yeah, it just seems his. Um... It just seems he's constantly putting the spotlight on issues within the... This is a self-proclaimed intersectional. Mm. He's just putting the spotlight on issues in the non-human animal rights movement. But he's claiming that veganism is intersectional and is about humans as well. But he isn't scrutinizing human rights groups, namely BLM, mm. with anywhere near... Say, well, I say anywhere near. He's literally not doing it at he's all. Not said anything. Yeah, is the fucking yeah. problem. And he might, he might have watched it, David. He might have watched the video, but he still won't say shit. And many intersectionals will have watched it, and they won't say anything, David. This yeah. is the problem. And um, number one, it's because they have no argument, and they know the video. The, they know the points I make in the video is right, and there's a clear hypocrisy here. Mm. Number two, I do believe many intersectionals are just anti-Semites and just literally do not care about right. Quintez Brown being bailed out. Right. Um, no, I don't want to name names there, though. Like, I'm not accusing Cranky specifically of that. But it's bad yeah. that he's not mentioning that. Um, I mean, that that is... I mean, maybe, maybe we could call that anti-Semitism, right? If I, mean, it's, just... I mean, they would they would call you... Well, well, they they called me names because I didn't promote BLM, for example. Right. Like, you know what I mean? They would call me yes. racist because I wouldn't yes. post to Black Square. So why could you yes. not call them an anti-Semite for not talking about this, you know? Great They would point. make you as bad as them, though. It would make you as bad it as... Would, <laughs> it would. But by their own logic, David, by their own logic, they are anti-Semites because right. they have not publicly condemned BLM as an anti-Semite organization right. and... And you know, enacted, you know, enacted the same level of outrage over the bailing out of Quintez Brown, right? Over they do black deaths in police custody. This is a this is a really wide problem, though. Like we're 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 focusing here, right? Right down on on this is happening the things that are happening within animal rights within vegan circles, right? But the the thing where this always I always like to do this to expand it out to make people see that it's like. The wide society, what's going on in the wide society always reflects in what's going on in, in small communities like ours as well. Uh, communities, whatever circles, whatever you want to call it. Like this is happening on a wide scale, not just within animal rights. It, it, it's the average person on the street was bullied into posting a black square because if they didn't, they were racist. Mm. Yet those, if those same people turned around and said, well, you're not posting about this, this fucking war in Yemen. So therefore you're a racist against uh, Yemen, Yemeni people. Right. And yeah. then, then, you know, but they, they wouldn't do that. Um, but the, but the logic stands and then. We're, we're, it comes down now to focus down on animal rights. It's the exact same thing, you know. It's 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 uh, these people, these woke vegans, these intersectional vegans, bullied loads of different specific vegans into posting about this one specific human rights cause. If you responded saying, "Okay, but I care more about slavery in North Africa," oh well, you're still a racist because you didn't post about BLM in America. Yeah, it, right. It, it's it's madness. It's yeah, and it's a huge problem with America centricism in, right. in the movement as well. It's like this was yeah. such a US centric issue, um, but you know it got blow. You know they were they were messaging you know Australian animal rights orgs like Anonymous to the Voiceless saying why aren't you right. speaking up about this? And then the entitlement and the unashamedness of these people, David, to not even make any sort of apology for. <laughs> These six million dollars being spent on a mansion and a hundred k to bail out an mm. anti-Semite, money from the vegans and even sanctuaries. This mm. is how scummy this mob is, David. Even sanctuaries that need all the money they can get, they've bullied into donating to this organisation, and they haven't said a fucking thing to say. Do you know what we fucked up? This was bad, and AV 
has shady, uh, sorry, BLM has shady dealings going on with its finances and needs more financial transparency and accountability. Mm. We fucked up. They haven't said a single thing. They, they've just done this totally unashamedly. And that's bad. It's, it's evil. It's sick. Yeah, no, totally. Totally. Yeah, th- I think for, for me, I think when I watched your video, it really did scream out to me. It's this, it's like, it's like hum- human, it's like human right with these people, with these woke people in the, in the animal rights movement. It's like they, when they focus on human rights, it's only ever in a positive light, only mm. ever. The only time there is any negativity coming out of one of these people's mouths if is, is if it's about a vegan or an animal mm. rights org. It is never about a, a human rights org or a human rights cause. They, they, they never express any criticism. If there needs to be an intersectional approach to animal rights, why is there not an intersectional approach to the criticisms of, of activism then? Well, there is none. It's non-existent. Uh, and it just shows, look, there's... <laughs> Uh, one other claim I made in my video is that, you know, there could well be people, you know, within the intersectional crowd in the animal rights movement who are doing this to keep you distracted from the right. criminality and the misdealings going on at these woke establishment corporations that they prop up. That's another thing as well. These people claim to be anti-establishment and woke and going against the system. These people are the fucking system. <laughs> Look at 2020. Every major corporation was on its knees for mm. BLM, raising the black fist. All the celebrities were, all the magazines are on their side, all the athletes, all the sports teams. The sports teams are still doing it now. Yeah. The football yeah. players in the... in. In the English leagues, the football players are still doing it now. They're getting down on their knees before the kickoff. Still in 2022. This is like one of the most elaborate corporate schemes we've ever seen in our lifetime. And it's being portrayed as this like radical anti-establishment thing. It's absolute mm. nonsense. And this idea of intersectionality, it doesn't go both ways. You're right. It just doesn't exist. It's all about animal scrutinizing, animal rights issues with um you know this huge amount of vigor and demanding that vegans have x view on this human issue and so on but it doesn't work the other way they Mm -hmm. don't give a shit about blm you know talking about pigs and and sheep and chickens being murdered every day that they don't ask blm to do that Mm -hmm. um they don't meet them with any financial scrutiny at all just whatsoever it's just like give your money to blm we don't care where it goes we don't care what they're doing with the funds just give them your money um and it's a sickening hypocrisy that needs to be spoken out about we uh, i can't believe people are even letting this slide yeah maybe it it could be the average person could not be speaking about it out of potentially just fear of of, Mm -hmm. you know getting exiled and stuff um, yes. could be uh, it could well be the reason someone like uh, the cranky vegan isn't talking about it too it could well be that he just doesn't want to lose half of his following because if he's because he would he would lose, not even half he'd lose about 90 percent of his following if he did it i'm sure of it it could well be you, you made you yeah. made a claim in this video by the way I, I wanted to get into this um you called him two things right and and, and I, I don't i you know i just want to see where this came from one of them was establishment puppet, and one of them was elitist narrative peddler. Um, the two things you referred to him as. What does it come from? Take, take me through this, because this is the bit where I was a bit like, really? Okay, I'd like to see where that came from. This idea so, of him. Establishment puppet is it can be like an ambiguous term. It, it okay. can mean someone is working on behalf of the establishment in order to keep us distracted from something. Right. It can also just mean someone who's strung along by the establishment. They've got him on strings, and he's just parroting their every narrative. Right. He's an establishment puppet either way. These people in the animal rights movement who make videos shining the light on groups like AV while just ignoring every fucking thing that BLM does Mm. while while asking us to donate to BLM. You know, these people are whether they whether they're doing it financially or not, they're operating on behalf of the establishment, aren't they? It doesn't mm. matter if you're getting paid to do it or not. You are wor- you are essentially working for the establishment. Do you think it's likely that someone like him, um, you know, is has been uh, kind of duped and and it, it, I not necessarily that he's not smart enough to figure it out, but that he kind of 
is encouraged not to like we, we there are many smart people out there who could easily see through this but they, mm. because of the social stigmas and the pressures they they kind of stay ignorant to it because they're scared of seeing it for what it is because then that means they have to acknowledge it and say something in public and then most people are going to attack them do you think there's a chance that it's 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 not that he's doing it on purpose that he's just genuinely being strung along himself and just don't doesn't want to open his eyes to it well the funny thing is People like him as well, not just specifically him, but in general. Those who get strung along often then go on to become the string alongers. Mm. And this is how cults operate. Because this is a cult, this woke mob that we're seeing within veganism operating in wider society. For anyone listening to this, by the way, check out me and David's last live, last <laughs> the, the live stream we did about cults and where we go more yeah. into that. But, you know, I did a podcast with uh, a girl in the vegan movement who claims to be a, a former cult member in the animal rights movement who was indoctrinated into the, one of these woke cults and she said what happened is once she got sucked in by all these rules and stuff and she's conforming to everything she then also became like the peddler of these rules and she was doing these toxic things in these sort of girl groups and stuff and enacting mm. she was enforcing so those who have the rules enforced on them go on to be enforcers um mm-hmm. and this is i guess what's happened to uh to cranky vegan perhaps there, there are the psychological things you mentioned like he could just be like scared to look at the truth um mm-hmm. he could know deep down that i'm right about all this stuff but he just doesn't want to admit it for the social repercussions mm-hmm. um i don't mean to sound arrogant by saying right about all the like i'm not saying <laughs> to agree with my every opinion on everything. But I'm clearly right about this issue. This is just a clear... Like, if you are denying that there's an inconsistency and an hypocrisy here in what he's done with this high lot and AV while forgetting about mm. BLM, you're just... You are either just an idiot or a liar. Like, you cannot possibly hold the position that this isn't inconsistent or illogical mm. without being either of those two things. You can support the BLM activists without supporting BLM's core team. You don't need to support their organization, but you can support their activism. Um, that's possible. And that's that's possible across the board for loads of different organizations. But if you just blindly give money to, to, to like BLM and, um, I don't know, loads of different organizations because the media tells you to them that is the that is you are the mainstream and you know the easiest way to tell whether you're operating on behalf of the establishment whether you're enacting the mainstream narrative or not the easiest way to tell this is ask yourself this question are you the one with the opinions who could get you cancelled or are you the one doing the cancelling (laughs) (laughs) because if you're the one doing the cancelling guess what you ain't anti-mainstream. You ain't woke. Mm. You ain't radical. You're operating on behalf of the fucking establishment. Yeah. You know, totally. it's, it's people with opinions like mine who actually get cancelled, who speak up against the authoritarian bullshit yeah. that happens, the knee bending. I'm speaking against the knee bending. I'm the type of guy that would get cancelled. But I want to... Do you know what? That's a nice segue, actually, into... Um, you mentioned at the start of this... If I'd have done that video that I did in 2020, yeah. it, it probably got censored from fucking YouTube. But now it hasn't. And not only is it not, I haven't been cancelled over it. I haven't had any call-outs over it. And did we want to discuss why we think that is, David? Sure. Yeah, we can get into that. Why, why is there, why is there a, a radio silence on, yeah. on this one? Yeah. So not only the things <laughs> that we obviously mentioned earlier that people just generally kind of don't want to like touch this issue anyway but one point that i made in my video is that what you have noticed is that cancel culture within the animal rights movement and maybe in other spaces seems to have died down a lot lately since maybe the end of 2020 actually um the vegan movement i found was a lot more toxic like in 2019 2020 even 2018 right Mm. Now, the point I make in this video is that um, on a personal experience, right, (laughs) I don't know if it was the same for you, but in Mm. those years, right, when it was like 2018, 19, 20, whatever, I would wake up all the time, I'd be looking at my Instagram DMs and I've been tagged in some post calling me every name under the sun by one of these Mm. like woke intersectional cult members, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not really getting that anymore. And I'm finding that I can just kind of say what I want at the moment. And those people aren't really attacking me with the same vigor that they were. Mm. 
Here's the thing that I mentioned in the video, David. These people, their outrage, it doesn't actually come from their own opinions. Mm-hmm. They get outraged by the things the media tells them to get enraged by. Now, the year that George Floyd died, what year was that in terms of, if we're looking at the US um, political kind of spectrum, why was mm. the year 2020 significant? Oh, it coincided with a big change of leadership, didn't it? It did indeed. It coincided. Yeah. Isn't it funny, David, how the mass furor over this one man's death in Minnesota, the gigantic, gigantic furor and media moral panic. Isn't it funny that it was very, very conveniently timed to just be very close to the in the run up to the 2020 presidential election where there was a certain man who was president at the time who was seen as a big nasty racist and maybe or maybe not you know I'm just putting out there maybe there might have been an agenda to perhaps get him out of that White House and maybe one of the issues they felt could tug on people's heartstrings was racial issues and guess what David sure enough when people went to the ballots in 2020 the number one, <laughs> the one, number one motivating factor it is found in the polls was racial justice issues for people to go to that. So this was a, it this was basically a manufactured media outrage, and what you find happens with the woke people, the intersectionals, is that basically whoever's in office. Um, their, how they react to issues kind of correlates to that. And mm. what can they say? What can they really get enraged by now that the guy they bullied everyone into voting in is in the White House? And all the same stuff is still happening that mm. happened under Trump. There'd have been a black person in Minnesota yesterday who might have been killed by police. There's no black squares about it. There's no riots. Mm. There's Mexicans still being held at the border. It's, they've just got a cute name for it now. I think under Trump, they were calling them, like, they're in the internment camps or something. And now they're just calling them something like rehabilitation holds or something. They've given it like this cute, fluffy name. Right, right. Um, the point, you know, got, people are still dying in mass shootings, but still like you don't, they don't really get the media attention that they did under Trump. Mm. This is Democrat funded outrage, moral panics to get you to vote for their candidate. And in doing so, they voted in, in my opinion, probably the most racist president in our lifetimes, David, in Joe mm. Biden. And I show a clips of his, uh, a compilation clip of his racist stuff at the end of my video. Mm. Again, why is that not being touched by the media or by anything? Well, I mean, the, there's tons know? of stuff about that. There was the whole thing with his son's laptop. That was all a big scam. It wasn't real. It wasn't real. It wasn't real. Then all of a sudden, oh yeah, it was real. Yeah, it's real. Here's all the <laughs> stuff we found on it. Like after you know, after everything's blown over and everyone, no one gives a fuck anymore. They do this a lot. Yeah, there's a big cover up. And the thing is, I know exactly why they do this. Is because they can turn people from from conservatives into 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 lefties easily because it's like. The left, the left, the left side of politics is is a lot of emotion, a lot of caring, and that's mm. that's good. Don't get me wrong. There's, there's, I mean, most vegans are are vegan because they lean left in, in a lot of ways. Uh, they're more more caring, more progressive on things, right? And probably including my, well, and definitely including myself. I've taken a lot of political tests. I'm still firmly on the left, um, if you go by those tests. But like, my point is, is yeah, with with these with an issue like like the George Floyd issue, which I'm gonna want to reiterate, it was horrible. It was a horrible video to watch. The whole situation was just absolutely was terrible, terrible thing to watch and to see and to hear and oh, really brutal, really nasty. There's no getting around that. But obviously, showing that uh, and encouraging people to to not only be outraged about it, but to be like really, really over, like complete from people on the opposite side of the world need to be outraged about it. People from fucking India, from fucking India need to be outraged about it. You know, they succeeded because, because it's so easy to get you outraged because it's fucking outrageous. You should be outraged. But the thing is the media is controlled and, and mostly controlled. The mainstream is controlled by these leftist parties, mm-hmm. right? Across the, across the USA at least. And what the USA says is, is, is news is world news. So it was very easy for them to get this narrative pushed everywhere that we should all be up in arms about this, which, you know, you could say there, there, it is something to be up in arms about. But the point is, it wasn't 
it wasn't for good reason. It was for political reasons. Because if we get the whole world up in arms and all this pressure on, then yeah, we can get who we want in office. And it worked. And, and it worked, especially on vegans, because like I said, a lot of most vegans tend to be vegan because they care. And that's not a negative thing. But it's easy to manipulate us because we care and because we we, we, we care about injustice. So we're very easily to manip easy to manipulate. And that's exactly what happened. And that's why you got vegans bullying vegans about this. Because because they're like, how can you not care? You're not a real vegan. You can't be a real... How can you be... You can't call yourself a vegan. You're not compassionate. You're yeah. horrible. How can you not care? It was so well, easy to get people to say that. Here's the thing. Just normal leftist vegans, like the non-woke crowd, the non-intersectional crowd, they tend to be caring people. And I think they were very easily manipulated by this. However, these intersectional woke narrative peddlers who launched this attack on the animal rights movement in 2020, demanding every group speak up for them, at, they, they actually don't have any empathy, David. They're very, very cold, um, immoral, often evil people. They're often actually seen psychologically to have the dark triad personality traits. So some of them actually may be psychopaths. Um, and the, the, like, I think a lot of this was actually done not because they cared about what happened to George Floyd, but just because they maybe out of hatred because they hate white people. They wanted to turn it into a race issue when it simply wasn't. Um, and I, I just want to expand on that point, actually, because people might be listening and going, hey, what do you mean it wasn't? Blah, blah, blah. There isn't a single shred of evidence to this day that George Floyd's death was anything to do with racism. The media just turned it into that. And the woke narrative peddlers turned it into that. There does not exist a single shred of evidence to this day to suggest it was. One of the arresting officers is black. Kung. He's black. You know, I mean, <laughs> so this idea was just like, again, it was just manufactured media outrage to get you to vote a certain way at the election. Yeah. And you can see if if somebody wants an example, I agree with you with this. And if somebody wants an example of, of how this works the other way, just go and look at this recent, uh, this recent shooting that just happened. Uh, where was it exactly? I can't remember, but it was, the, there was a, um, a black man shooting at people and the media is trying to convince everybody that it's not racially motivated, but, uh, I may be able to find this out, but if you go look at this, you go look at what this guy was posting about, he was posting about killing all white people. Say they, please Jesus kill all the white people. This is one of his mm -hmm. tweets. Uh, but the media is trying to tell you it's nothing to do with race. So it tends to be the opposite happens when, when it's a, a, a white person that's doing the, the killing or whatever it is has to be about race even though there's no evidence yes it just automatically is basically great point not a single arresting officer on the day that george floyd died has any track record known of saying anything about black people obviously notably not kung who is black himself <laughs> um, but, um yeah this black guy shoots up the subway in new york city this is he it yeah, he, he, he's he's expressed his hatred for white people before. Said he wants them killed. You, there's footage of him going past um, East Asian people in the streets and, and making fun of the shape of their eyes and stuff like that, and making just yeah. racial racial slurs towards them. Uh, you you see in the video actually of the people like bleeding and stuff on the subway, like you know that that brutal video that we that many of us have seen. Um, You'll notice, actually, that they look mainly like sort of maybe Chinese, Japanese, Korean tourists kind of thing. Um, it may have been a targeted, could have been a targeted anti-Asian hate crime. Basically, there's much more evidence to say that this was racially motivated against like whites and Asians than it was that any um, black death in police custody was racially motivated. This is a problem for vegans specifically because it's it's... Vegans tend to give give more of a shit, tend to care about these things, uh, are more likely to care about these things a lot more than the average person because they tend to be more closely tied in with social justice movements and social, like a lot of vegans tend to be like very interested in in LGBT rights and just specifically trans rights and, you know, um, the rights of, of, of ethnic minorities because the animal rights tends to be a gateway for a lot of people into different causes they'd never really thought about all the other way around some people who are already interested in human rights tend to go vegan as well so it's, it's, there is a lot of kind of overlap with people's interests it's very rare you meet someone who's just like i'm a vegan and fuck everybody else like they there are they are out there but they're not the majority the majority of vegans are tied in with other so it's very easy to manipulate and that's where it ends up like this um yeah Maybe that was one of the reasons that I just wasn't, I didn't fall for the bandwagon. 
well, mm. other than that, I'm a, lo- a logical person and I can see a good scam when I fucking, I know a good scam when I see it. But because I am such a misanthrope after being mm. vegan so many years, <laughs> you, are you know, I'm not easy to manipulate with human emotion. Like, I'm just not like. You, you are can't... one of those vegans I was just mentioning. You are well, one yeah, of the rarities. I mean... <laughs> yeah. Sure, sure, sure. But no, I, I, also, I also didn't fall for it. No, I also didn't fall for it. Not for the same reason as you, though. I, I don't hate, I don't hate people. But like, what, what I, what the reason I didn't fall for it is it didn't make fucking sense. It didn't. Look, I, I don't know. I, this might get me in a lot of trouble. But at the end of the day, at the time it happened, I watched the video. I was like, that's horrible. Um, but I, I don't see your racial motivation. That's the first mm-hmm. thing I said. And I got, I took loads of shit from a close friend. He like, how can you fucking say that? How can you say that? I was like, dude, how can you say it is racially motivated? Yeah. The dude's on camera. You really think he's stupid enough to show everyone on camera how racist he is. He knows he's being filmed. He's... I don't know what's going on here, but I don't think it's that, right? And and, and then the black squares came and I was like, this makes no sense. Like, like, this makes no sense. If you're telling me to donate somewhere, if you're telling me to do something that that changes something in the world, if you want me to, maybe this could make sense if that's what you're trying to encourage me to do, but telling me to post a fucking black square, I'm a racist. Yeah. It didn't yeah. feel right. Um, and I did speak about BLM in some of my videos uh, and I spoke about it in, in, in a... Uh, I spoke about this case and, you know, highlighted some of the, you know, I highlighted it and I, sh- I shared some opinions on it. And I felt like if you're going to do something, do something that's worth something. If you're going to talk yeah. about it, do something worthwhile. Just fucking post a black square. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and bad. again, David, th- this, pod- this podcast, this will not, you've just said all that. This will not get you cancelled right now because, right. but it oh, we'll would have done in 2020. Now you'll just get the odd hater in the comment. Right, the, right. In the comments, right? David Ramses of this. You might get no, one yeah. or two. We'll see. But there would have been this. If you said that in 2020, there'd have been the, the tags would have been a popping mate in your, yeah. in your Instagram DMs. <laughs> and it just goes to show. It goes to show how much their outrage is around the current thing. Right? These people are current <laughs> thingers. They're yeah, the current true. thingers, mate. True, true. If it, you it, want to get cancelled now, David, you could say something about Russia and Ukraine. Right, right. You right, know, right. that's the thing. Um, totally. This, but this is what I'm trying to say. So no, totally, totally. And the thing is with all, the sad thing about all this, right, is something gets lost that really shouldn't get lost with all this bullshit. It's like standing up for the rights of people who are getting shit on by the government, by the police, by whatever. That, that, you know, let's 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 be clear here that the state of 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 a lot of black communities in the USA is shit. Like the, the, there's there's some bad bad situations for a lot of black people in the USA. Now you can argue as to as to why that is and why that isn't, but the, the fact stands that a lot of people are in this shit and they're in a bad position. And this gets lost because they turn it into some big marketing ploy, some big fucking money making scheme, and they're like making people post black squares. What none of this is helping those people. Those people who were genuinely suffering and need help got fuck all from BLM. Uh, they got but riots. Don't worry, David. They got blame. You know, they, they say they got violence. They got riots. They lost their businesses. Some of them got shot dead. People in these fucking communities from because yeah. of all of this. They yeah. they just suffered more. That's the but, shit thing, right? But David, don't you realize that Patrice Colors got a mansion? She's now safe yeah, in her gated no. community with the swimming pools it's and the palm man. trees. David, I mean, it's <laughs> sick, man. I mean, how dare you, you bigot? <laughs> I mean, you saved a, a black woman there. You've got her in a mansion with a swimming pool now. It's so. sickening, though, man. It is sickening because you, you know, and, and it's sickening that all these, it's sickening that all these people got on board with thinking they were somehow helping and and realities that it fuck all apart from allow people to make a lot more money than they would have made without all of the international attention because what actually changed yeah. a few statues got pulled down all right cool um they made a load of money and bought a mansion great what else actually i mean was there actually any am i missing something did some laws get changed like did they become you know they already had anti-discrimination laws did they become more anti-discrimination did something <laughs> actually change like, we will now be double sure not to kill black people in police custody jesus man you know that, it's like <laughs> fucking yeah. intense yeah but it's true that like I, am i am i missing something here like am i being ignorant here i mean someone can tell me in the comments if something actually like fundamentally incredibly good came from all of these protests uh put it in the comments because i all mm. I can see is mansions. Uh, I don't. I mean, I see. I don't see like, you know, there was a shooting just happened the other day. It's it's on YouTube, right? Now. It's on um, wherever you find it right now. Some dude with an Uzi at a shopping mall near some place, some city, shooting at people, a young black boy. So, so did I, did things actually improve? Can you show me are there less shootings between black people now than there were before? Is there less crime in black communities than before? It, what what's actually changed? What, I what, think how has it's this that. 
if, if anything, David, I think it's actually caused more division, more hatred, more violence. You're now seeing these like, um, well, again, the media won't be letting in this on, but these attacks by people who, ha- who have it in them that white people are the devil and the white people mm. are oppressing them. And they're going out and committing hate crimes against white people in the name, in, in essentially in the name of what BLM did. It's, mm. and there's just no rational reason for them to have done it. They've just been manipulated mm-hmm. by these people who are now living, sunning themselves up on a fucking lilo in a swimming yeah, pool. Yeah. yeah, it's fucked, man. It shouldn't be cri- criticism. Back to the original point, though. Criticism of organizations shouldn't just be done when it's trendy, right? It can't mm-hmm. be something that's trendy. You either consistently talk about bullshit within like if if you are a, 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 an intersectional activist you have to talk about the bullshit in animal rights organizations and the bullshit in human rights you can't just tell us we have to oh i focus on everything but i only criticize the ar bullshit it's so cowardly what they've done david i mean these people in the wake of 2020 they kept talking about an accountability culture right where right. the fuck is their accountability for this true why aren't they coming forward now and saying we're sorry we fucked up um they're being absolute cowards it's so easy to sit there and point the finger Mm -hmm. at av there are no social repercussions whatsoever to criticizing av you could go to mount everest with a giant fucking megaphone and shout fuck av from the top of mount everest and nothing there's no consequences you can't go to the empire state building and shout fuck blm from the top (laughs) (laughs) do you know what's also mad uh again there's another Another thing here that you said there's no consequences of get there's no consequences to these people for getting these things wrong. Same thing comes to Biden too. There was so much pressure that if you don't vote Biden, you're not vegan, and this was a going rate going thing. Where, where are these people now speaking up and saying, "Hey, look, um, he just put one billion dollars into the meat industry." You know that's fucked up. They, they're just silent. Like the same people that were screaming about this. I've not seen. Do you know since since Biden got in? Let me tell you this. Since Biden got into office, I've only seen. Um, of all the people that were constantly posted about him, I've seen one person post maybe twice about him because he did a few good things. As soon as he got in, he signed a few things and it was, it was like, wow, he did what he said. He did a few things he said he was going to do and that was the fucking end of it. That oh was the last God. thing he did that he said he was going to do, like signing yeah. something, some environmental policy. That was it. And then it was over. Since then, he's done fuck all that he said he was going to do and turned on the opposite on some some cases, like giving a billion to the meat industry, for example. Um, and he refused you hear about the he refused to meet BLM. He's, I don't think he still I don't know if he still has weeks and weeks and weeks after he got right. in. He just ignored them. He didn't he respond got, he, to them. He doesn't give a fuck about BLM. Face <laughs> it. Biden doesn't give a fuck about BLM. He just oh, acts like, he wants to get in office. He wants to get in the White House. He wants to yeah, be yeah. the next white man in the White House. So Mental he's gonna play on your emotions. You know? Madness, man. Madness. Yeah, people go. I know. I know. Like, I don't think we've we've tackled this particularly uh, in a, in this particularly heated way. To be honest, I think it's been mostly friendly and fair. But you know, it's 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 a it's a shame that some people are going to hear all of this and and immediately get upset. Or I know they might feel upset. They might feel like 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 inside like like adrenaline might pump. Like, oh my god, oh my god, this is bothering me. And it, it's really sad that that it's got to the, this point uh, where where you know. Two people who were talking who clearly uh, are not racist or, or or any kind of bigots in any way, like, but but people would would from this conversation would come to the conclusion that we are simply because we're criticizing an organization that has ripped people off and got people doing all these different. It's like you're not criticizing the cause; you're criticizing the organization, and people can't seem to separate the two. And it's really sad that it's got to that point. Well, this is another reason why BLM have been so successful in what they've done in becoming a pro-establishment organization. The name itself is set up to essentially cancel anyone who disagrees with the organization. Obviously. God, how it's, could you disagree with it? How yeah. could you? <laughs> you, you? You don't support, you don't donate to BLM, David. Well, obviously you don't think Black Lives Matter it's then. Such a good, it's such a it great, works. it's such a great slogan the slogan's fantastic the slogan's fantastic but turn the slogan into the name of your org and you are set that is it oh yeah that is it how could you disagree with that yeah it's 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 we should use this like as a tactic for animal rights how do you we should take that yeah av should relabel av should just rename themselves um intersectionals for black and brown rights (laughs) and 
the, and you know they, they could rename themselves that, and the intersections will pump fucking money in, and Paul and Asal could go on a fucking spending spree. Yeah, God they could go, shit. mate. They could just walk through the shopping center in Melbourne or Sydney, whatever, taking every fucking thing off the shelves if they yeah. relabeled their name as that. They don't have to change a single thing about the way they operate. You, if 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 they renamed anonymous for the voiceless to that, what I just said. Mate, they would be sorted and Cranky would be making videos saying you need to support them. Fuck, man. It, it, it's, yeah. So I, I think I think the hypocrisy is clear. I hope it's clear. And it's not just been two, two straight white men rambling for an hour. <laughs> oh, it bigots. has been. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good ramble. <laughs> there, was some, there, was some, there was some coherent points in the amongst the rambling, <laughs> amongst the bigoted <laughs> rambles <laughs> two, of two of two cis white men. That the fifth white male. Yeah, that's the what well, they call it cis, the fifth white male sound bites. That's what they call yeah. it, don't they? Oh, there's a lot of sound bites from this one. Fuck oh yes. Oh, if yes. only this was back in 2020, we we'd be famous <laughs> <laughs> after this. Damn. Jeez, man. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, I did I did post some criticism back then and it did fucking cause well, I, I, it was part of the reason they, that, that they fired me from save they, they quoted that yeah. as partly a part of the reason that they wanted to not, not work with me anymore part partly um yeah it was pretty yeah. pretty rough back then but hey it worked out for the best <laughs> we're, still, we're still alive that's the beauty of this if you sat there when wondering uh, anyone wondering like oh i don't know i don't know what could happen you, you, you're not gonna die so you know you'll be right just 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 you know speak your mind now's a good time to do it if you're ever gonna do it because society is turning a corner i think yeah, well, you know what's happening. I think the counterculture is kind of pushing through now, sure. um, which kind of means that for anyone who doesn't know exactly about counterculture theory, um, basically what kind of happened was there's always been this battle between the left and the right about who the establishment is. And currently the woke left is the establishment. Back when we were growing up, I guess it was more the right was the establishment. And it was like, they're the ones who say, don't say this, don't do this. You can't say that. You can't mm. say this. Now it's the left who says, don't do that, don't do this, you can't say this, you can't do that. And it's the right who say, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me, <laughs> rather than the left, right? <laughs> now the left at the moment is, fuck you, do what they tell you. I don't want to turn it specifically into just a left-right thing. Obviously, there's plenty of leftists who see through this. I mean, you said you, you score on the political compass left-leaning, right? So you're left-leaning yourself. And you can see this fucking insanity yeah. in what's going on which is good. But ultimately, there is a counterculture pushing through who is fed up of being lectured and called every name under the sun just because we have logical opinions on things. It's not controversial to condemn anti-Semitism or spending six million on a mansion. That's not, that shouldn't be controversial. What, to anyone who's watched this and think, who's thought, you bigots, you should be cancelled. How dare you say this? Ask yourself this question. Why are you so upset that two men just sat here and condemned theft and anti-Semitism? Ask yourself that question and then realize who the fucking bigot is. <laughs> Great. Well, that's a good closing statement anyway. <laughs> and we'll wrap it up there. Thanks, George, for this inspiring discussion. <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it was a good discussion, man. I appreciate it. And, uh, um, yeah, I think we, I think we took, I think we took it, I think we took it to town. I think we got through it. I think, I think we're cl clear enough. Here's anything you want to add? <laughs> I think you've just nailed the ending now. They'll probably just cut it there actually on that sentence and not include this last bit. <laughs> but yeah, is there anything you want to add that I've not given you a yes. chance to get into? I would like to add everyone, if you please have the time, it's only eight minutes long. Please do watch my video on this. It's called AV, BLM and the Elephant in the Room. It's on my YouTube channel, Carnism Debunked. Go check it out. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, go check it out, guys. Links are in the description. Thanks, George, for coming on. Awesome. Thanks, David. Cheers, mate. It was great.